Welcome to Grace Notes. In times of distress, we often quote Romans 8.28, which says that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. But often this verse offers little consolation when we can't figure out how it could possibly be beneficial. On our program today, our host, Barbara Sandbeck, shares just such a situation and shows us that there are lessons to be learned if we look for them. It finally happened. After watching all those medical shows on TV with their strange happenings, I had an experience of my own. And just like one of the episodes, it was so unusual, I have to tell you about it. I was awakened out of a sound sleep around 1 a.m. by an excruciating pain radiating around my left ear, followed by a swishing sound, like a hose would make when water's restricted in the line. My first thought was, I've had an embolism, I'm going to die. The pain was so fierce, I almost wished I would, and it wouldn't let up. Every five seconds, I was hit with pain that was right up there with giving birth. I thought it might be just a bad ear infection, but I didn't have a fever, and I hadn't been swimming, so I ruled that out. I went downstairs to grab the yellow pages to see if there was any place that might be open that time of night. I searched frantically for a pair of the 20 or so reading glasses we have that always seem to disappear when they think you're about to need them. Voila! I captured one, and it was my strength. Naturally, there was no answer at the place I dialed. I knew I'd have to go to the dreaded wait-till-you-drop emergency room. Dale was out cold, so I rallied him with a hysteric, You have to take me to the hospital. What a way to wake up. My dear, quiet, easygoing husband broke all the speed limits driving there, but for once I was glad. As would have it, the waiting room was crowded. I'm not sure if I answered the triage lady's questions correctly, but anyway, I registered. My blood pressure, which normally runs about 100 over 60, read 147 over 97. Now you know I was in pain. After what seemed like five years, they took me into an examination room. The doctor came in and he checked my good ear and then he looked into the other one. I was hoping he'd find something there so I wouldn't need extensive testing. He looked at me and said, you have a bug in your ear and it's alive. (laughs) You can't imagine what went through my mind. Yes, I was truly thankful I wasn't dying, but it was repulsive to think there was a foreign body eating away at my nerve. It gave new meaning to the phrase, you're getting on my nerves. (laughs) The only thing I could say was, get it out. The doctor said it would be incredibly painful to extract it, so he offered me pain medicine, which I gladly took. After what seemed like another five years, the nurse came in with some lanocaine and injected it into my ear. I asked if it would kill the bug, and she said it might, and if so, it would float to the surface and be easier to remove. Well, you know what happens in the bug-dying process. It went from an every-five-second feast to a continuous round of chomping and squirming. I just kept saying, Jesus, I'm your child. Jesus, I'm your child. It's going to die. It's going to die. And die it did. After about 15 minutes, yes, it was torture, but I had hope in the middle of it. God spared me the agony that would have accompanied the removal because my ear contained an overabundance of wax, which kept the bug from burrowing in even farther. The first attempt to extract the offender yielded only one leg. (laughs) The second invasion met with great success, though, the entire remains of my unwanted guest. 
It had indeed been dining on my nerve, which was evidenced by the presence of blood. The doctor prescribed an antibiotic to avoid the infection. Boy, I was glad that was over. But I have to say that whenever I experience a trauma, I search for some spiritual truths I can glean from it. What could I learn from this time of severe pain and utter lack of control? I'd been caught off guard. And it reminded me of God's command in 1 Peter 5.8, which says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. No, the bug wasn't a lion or even the devil, but it acted very much like sin does. It invaded my body when I wasn't paying attention. I was totally unaware of that bug crawling around until it had become a part of me. We're fighting against unseen forces as believers. We can't afford to be sleeping on the job. We need to be watchful. Remember the story of the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane? They were supposed to be watching and praying with Jesus, but instead they fell asleep. And Jesus said to them, as recorded in Matthew twenty six forty one, Watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Here are some other things Jesus told his disciples and us to watch out for. Mark eight fifteen says the yeast of the Pharisees, or those who corrupt the word of God. Romans 16.17 says, Those who cause divisions and put obstacles in our way, contrary to what we've been taught. Mark 13.5 says, Those who try to deceive you. And Luke 12.15 says, Falling prey to all kinds of greed. These things invade our spiritual being. We're to watch our lives and our doctrine closely. Sin is far into our new nature as a believer and to what God wants us to become. It disrupts our spiritual and our physical lives. It does damage. It causes pain. Sometimes we think there's no way out, so we try to deal with it. But when God lets the consequences happen, it becomes so intolerable that we run to Him for help. We can't get rid of sin by ourselves. Just like I needed to go to the doctor, we need to go to the great physician He says, come unto me so many times in his word. There's no waiting line, no answering machine. God's emergency room is always available. We don't even have to look up the number or even drive there. God makes house calls. It's comforting to know, too, that God will never be caught off guard concerning us. Psalm 121.3 says, He who watches over you will not slumber or sleep. Will it be painful to remove sin? Yes, but the Holy Spirit's presence is the lanocaine, and His comfort is the pain medicine that makes it tolerable. Lanocaine killed a bug, and when we accept God's truth into our lives, it kills the sin in our hearts. The struggle may be great, but the end result, it's even greater. But often we are aware of the bugs in our lives, yet we don't seek to remove them. We may feel they're too hard to get rid of, or we've gotten used to them. Think of what there is to lose by allowing sin to remain. Listen to this poem entitled, Old versus New, Which Will You Choose? We hold on to old things, though new offer more. It's ground that we've covered, predictable, sure. But God says, give it up, let them pass from your life. They'll give you no peace, just long, endless strife. The blessings far outweigh the struggle to change, when God is let free to your life rearrange. He'll make you what you've always wanted to be, a beautiful person that others can see. 
It's well worth the effort to give up control to the one who cares deeply for your very soul. He'll never hurt you, for he paid the price. He gave up his son so that we'd be in Christ. Resist him no longer. You're wasting so much. He'll do all the work. All it takes is his touch. In the middle of my suffering, I felt great compassion for people who have to deal with chronic pain. There'd be an end to this for me, but so many people suffer continually. This was my time to see what compassion really meant. And it could be your chance, too, as you go through a painful time to understand how and why you should be more compassionate toward others. Remember, with God, nothing's ever wasted. Choose to learn from it. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 reads, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Jesus totally understands what we're going through. Hebrews 2.10 says that Jesus, the captain of our salvation, was made perfect or complete through suffering. Isaiah 53.4 says that he took up our infirmities. According to Hebrews 2.17, he had to be made like us in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God. He felt all we feel and more. Hebrews 10.22 tells us how we can be whole again if we've fallen into sin. It reads, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Sin eats away at us like the bug was doing on my nerve. It causes harm, even to the point of drawing blood. 1 John 1, 7 says that the blood of Christ cleanses us from sin and is the healing balm we need. An antibiotic was necessary to keep the infection away. Oh, Jesus, God's word in the flesh is the antibiotic that heals and mends our broken bodies and spirits. Isaiah 53, 5 says that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Why not claim your healing today by casting your sin upon him? He bore it for you already. He was pierced for our transgressions He was crushed for our sins The punishment that brought us peace Falls upon Him And by His wounds By His wounds we are healed He was pierced for our transgressions He was crushed for our sins The punishment that
patience. He was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, by his wounds we If God has shown you your need to remove the sin in your life, you can speak to Him about it right now by praying a prayer like this. God in heaven, I know I have sinned against you. I do believe Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave to pay the penalty for my sin. I ask Him to forgive me now and cleanse me from my sin. I yield my life to Him. If you've prayed this prayer, please tell us about it. We'll send you some material to help you in your walk with the Lord. You can write to us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.